Welcome to From the Newsroom. Reporters and editors from the Worcester Telegram and Gazette step from behind the keyboard and in front of the mic to offer insights on stories they're working on. From the Newsroom, from the Worcester Telegram and Gazette. I'm Executive Editor Dave Nordman, joined again by Sports Editor Jim Wilson. Welcome, Jim. Hey, Dave. Jim, it's high school football playoff season. It all starts up this weekend, correct? That's right. It starts up. This is, this is where all the games matter now. Okay, so let's uh, let's start at the top. Um, Division three is the gym. Break it down for us. You know, they, they say that, you know, oh, they don't want rematches because that's why it just takes the fun out of the games. But these are, you know, the, the, some of these great, some of the greatest games to look forward to the playoffs are rematches. Uh, right off the bat, you have St. John's. They got the third seed. They're going against number two, Wachusett. They're playing in the Badlands, 7 o'clock Friday. Uh, these teams met week four. St. John's won 38 to 31. And Wachusett had that game. And they, you know, it's one of those games they've been just itching to get back at. They had the game in hand. Uh, St. John's rallied. They scored 24 points in the fourth quarter. Colin Diesel returned a pick for a touchdown to seal it. Um, you know, that's just been irritating. Watch this all year to say they had that game. They could have won that one. So they're looking forward to this rematch. They, you know, this is one they wanted to have. Have uh, Their running back, Sam Brewer, has been banged up the last couple weeks. He has about 700 yards rushing. But they, they just have they have a, you know, a plethora of running backs over there. Aiden Tomaszewski came in off the bench. He scored about four touchdowns the last couple weeks. He carried a low. Uh, Gavin Menenzo, Jason Henderson, they've been doing the job. Wachusett uh, is uh, looking really strong now, especially since St. John's coming off a loss to Marlboro last week. Uh, Iman Dennis, their, their speedy, uh, all-purpose guy, has been banged up the last couple weeks. He's, I don't know if he's going to be healthy enough for the playoffs. Uh, so, you know, St. John's, uh, Wachusett's probably smelling a little blood with St. John's, but they got uh, one of the most dangerous passers in, in, in the state with Colin Schofield. Uh, he was over 2,000 yards, 22 touchdowns. He should be able to carry that offense. That's actually a great game, though, to watch. I mean, who doesn't want to watch St. John's watch shoes every day of the week? And the other game, Jim, Shrewsbury-Doherty. Uh, Shrewsbury, um, like you said, um, coming off uh, coming off a loss like a couple of these teams in Division Three are, uh, going up against a, a Doherty team that just seems to, be, uh, seems to be as strong as they ever have. Yeah, Doherty is uh, I, I'm really curious to this game because the knock on Doherty, they're a number one team in our poll. They're a number one team in Division Three uh, because of that St. John's uh, loss to Marlboro last week. They sort of held on to the power ranking points. But the knock on Doherty all season has been who have they played? Uh, and who they, have they played, Jim? They beat Wachusett 14-7 week one. Okay. And they beat uh, Tantasco 14 nothing a couple weeks later. That game at the time didn't look that great, but Tantasco's rounded to one of the top teams in Division Four. We'll be getting them in a little bit. So that was a really big Big win for him. And they played, you know, the inter high league the rest of the way. They played. So they haven't. They stuff. haven't played Shrewsbury. They have or, not played Shrewsbury okay. yet. Or so St. John's. Or St. John's. So this and would be a good game. So just to go back to the other, so Wachusett um, is really the only team who's played everybody in the tournament. Correct. Wow. So they they they've. Uh, uh, they haven't played Shrewsbury yet. They played Shrewsbury on Thanksgiving. Oh, okay, right, so, but right. They, but they uh, they played St. John's, and so they and they uh, they played Doherty. So. so that's the knock on Doherty. But what do they bring to the table, Jim? You know, those their closest win since that Tantasco game. They finished the season outscoring their opponents two hundred and fifteen to forty five. Their closest game was this twenty seven eight win over North Middlesex last weekend. So they've been pounding teams when they get a chance. So it'll be interesting to see how they do when they're actually having like a winning team and you know a team that can smash it back in the mouth. Uh, but you know they. 
mean, guys like Tejon Vosser, he's probably the best running back in, in, in Central Mass, if not the state. Uh, 704 yards on the ground. Uh, I don't know if he played much against North Middlesex, but he, he should be ready for against uh, against True. But it's a really big game so for him. So Shrewsbury's coming off um, kind of a, a tough loss to Neshoba last yeah, weekend. Yeah, I, I don't know if they, I don't, and then, especially since Neshoba got handled by Wachusett the week before. They lost like 35 nothing to the Mountaineers. So I don't know if Shrewsbury, uh, I don't want to say they overlooked him, but I mean, they looked, because the show about giving them more credit, like we'll talk about them next round. But uh, you know, they come back with a 2014 win, and they had to rally to win that game at the end. They they sort of pulled themselves back up in the fourth quarter, won in the, in the final moments. So uh, that was a real big character win for Neshoba. Uh, but Shrewsbury, I, I think the loss of Cam Schaefer, uh, he got hurt in the St. John's game. That's I think they're still scrambling to find a a, a piece. But they have they have uh, another one of that you know, along with Schofield, Drew Campanelli, uh one of the best quarterbacks I've seen in the last couple of years, 922 yards, 10 touchdowns. He's he's capable of finding those open players. Jonathan White's another nice dynamic running back for him. Uh, they have the weapons. That should be a good matchup with Shoot for Doherty to see if they can stop what Shrewsbury brings to the table. Jim, we've talked about uh, strength of schedule and um, and who they've you know who they've played, but how much do um, you know how much does home field advantage come into this? Um, you know, Doherty um, is hosting uh, Shrewsbury, and Wachusett is. is you know, like you said, they're playing in Holden. They don't yeah. have to travel to St. John's um, and play in that. I think it's huge, especially for the playoffs. I mean, you got. I think uh, Wachusett is one of the the top home field advantage teams in any sport. I mean, if you they're that crowd, they're they're loaded with with uh, kids in the school. They're one of the biggest schools in, in round, and they come out. You know, it's gonna be. Uh, a packed crowd. They're going to be right on top of you in that uh, up at Halloween Field, up at up at Holden, uh, and it's, again it's St. John's, and they're going to be fired up for that no matter what. You can play, you know, St. John's in a thumb wrestling contest. These guys going to be loaded for bear. So same thing with Doherty. They always do, they do really well with the uh, with their crowd at Foley Stadium. They, you know, they're going to pack the place. In Shrewsbury, it's not that far of a drive for them. So I think you know they're going to meet them, you know, man for man as far as uh, people in the stands. So that those both I don't think you can come up with two better games for Division Three. Playoffs. You know, and I, I think we could probably sit here and talk all day about Division Three, but some people uh, think we do. <laughs> we uh, we've got a bunch of other divisions, five other divisions to talk about. Let's yeah, let's in, folks. let's just jump right into Division Four. What do we got there, Jim? Uh, again, uh, another one of these big rematch. Both games are rematches, but I think. Uh, you know, if you look at the beginning of the season, the games you wouldn't mind seeing twice. I think you got you got them because I think uh, um, leading off is Marlboro and Neshoba. It's at Neshoba. Marlboro's four. Neshoba's one. And they had a great game last great time game. they played. They always do. Every time, every, every year, the division comes down to these two teams, and it doesn't disappoint. The Midwatch B rivals. Uh, Neshoba hung on for a sixteen to thirteen win when they meet, met in week four. Um, you know, Marlboro they 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 ended up actually. You know, I think they got a little carryover. They lost to Fitchburg the next week. But but they rebounded really well. Uh, and like I said, they had that. Uh, they're almost in danger of being jumped in the playoffs if you look at some how scenarios would break off. But they came back with a 29-24 win over St. John's. That is probably, of all the teams in Tremass, that's probably the biggest you know momentum-building win they can have beating St. John's, especially when the way they came back. St. John's scored late, and Marlboro could have just packed it in right then. They came back, and they scored in the final moments. Uh, Lou Vigiant, one of the top you know all-purpose running backs. He, he's the leader on offense, leader on 
defense. He's uh, he's probably one of the most important pieces to any kind of team. They a couple, have. couple of big runners in this game, right? Yeah, I mean, this is not going to be one of those uh, you know trick play kind of fests. I think in the show by Alex Childs is a, is a great running back. Uh, Sam Belinsky has over a thousand yards passing with twelve touchdowns. Uh, John Phoney and Troy Boxdale are his two top receivers. Uh, this is to be a real good win. Uh, like I said earlier, that in the show by Kevin, that you know tough, you're just a, you're handled by Wachusett. There's no way to sugarcoat that. A 35 nothing loss here. They got taken to the woodshed, but they came back uh, with a big, big win over a Division Three Shrewsbury, 20-14 last week. So they're coming in. You know, both teams with momentum's carrying them both. So I, I'm really curious to see how how this one went, that works out. And the Shoba's got the home game. The Shoba's got the home game. I think that's you know when I usually when I try to pick through the picks, that's usually my tiebreaker because you know I think the Shoba's going to bang the place out and they, they should. Uh, uh, they want to hold serve at home. So, and in the next game, Jim, uh, number two Grafton, uh, as good as any team in Central Mass, uh, hosting uh, number three Tantasqua. Yeah, uh, the Tantasqua that the, that win over Grafton, they won fourteen to thirteen. They they sort of they had a Grafton was rolling towards the end zone. They get a big big pass interference penalty on fourth down. They brought them to the goal line. They they set up for a field goal, called timeout. They, they ended up going going for the win outright, and I um, the Tantasqua was able to stop it. At the buzzer, that was a fantastic. Actually, that was after a pass, another penalty. It's like a holding penalty too. They gave him another shot at the end zone. So that was a huge win for Tantasco. Sort of put them on the map. They came back. Uh, their only losses this year were to Wachusett and Dory, and that we just talked those guys up in Division Three. So if you're looking at the you know, losses, those are nothing to worry about. Uh, they hung in with Dory, fourteen nothing. So I mean, they played that that team pretty well. I know they had a lot of injuries against Wachusett too. So that was a that was a, a tough one for for Wach, for Tantasco rather. Uh, Ryan Sears. Has over 800 yards rushing, six touchdowns. He's going to be carrying the load for for Tantasqua. Uh, Sean Farland's a good quarterback. I think Alex Lord is a, a good good defender. He leads the Warriors out there. Uh, they're looking because I know they, we talked earlier about you know, teams looking for revenge. Grafton doesn't like that loss at all. They think they should be better than that. Um, they're looking for a little redemption. They got the, their host in Tantasqua. Jackson Sonnet is a dynamic running back, over 900 yards, 14 touchdowns. Matt Holbrook's a, a very, very, really good quarterback. Yeah, a couple of a uh, couple of really, uh, I'd say, unsung quarterbacks, but yeah. you know, a couple of guys here uh, that you just mentioned that you know that often don't get the attention that no, that you look some at Schofield throwing for like 2,000 yards is just tough to in that kind of offense. He's gonna put up those numbers in his sleep, but Holbrook he does both ways. I think he's a uh, you know him and Ryan Jack combined for five interceptions. I think Holbrook has been last couple of years been one of the more solid guys around. And especially in the center, tough position to play. So, Grafton's. I think Grafton is ready for this one, but Tantasqua. I, I still think you know they just they don't think they get the recognition they deserve. And who knows if they they win that game, set up a spot in the final. That's going to be a big win for the Warriors. Jim ripping through Division Four, moving on to Division Five. Um, number one Northbridge um, against the Burncoat team that nobody seems to want to play. Yeah, I mean Burncoat. They're four and three. I think it's a good story that they're back in the playoffs to begin with. I mean, I'm looking for Steve Scannell and. Those guys come back on the field, and where, where's Ron Brace? You know that, that kind of that kind of era. Last time we were really talking about burn code football. So uh, Jack Cooney goes over about fifteen hundred passing yards, twelve touchdowns. Isaiah Wright's a, a pretty good running back. Uh, Nick Locantori's and Xavion Humphrey good, good good targets, but they're going to have a handful against Northbridge. Uh, but that being said, Northbridge. They need a win. They've lost to Tantasma and Grafton, but by combined score of sixty-one to fourteen the last couple of weeks. So they're limping into these playoffs, and, and uh, you're looking for answers. And 
Bronco could smell blood in the water, so they can't yeah, take that you know, I think you and I talked about you know, I think that last Northbridge win was against uh, was against Auburn, I believe. Yeah. Um, you know, and that seemed like a lifetime ago. And how do you, how does uh, how does Ken and the uh, and the rest of his staff uh, turn around the ship there and, and get these kids believing that they can come out now? It now it really matters is playoff time. Yeah, well, I think that's you said the right thing. I mean, I think you know, guys like Steve Faulkner and and, and Jess LaChapelle, the, the coordinators there. I think him and Ken and Ken LaChapelle, the head coach. If anybody can get these teams, you know, right for the playoffs, it's those guys. So um, they've been banged up. They've, you know, Zach Roberts was uh, is coming a quarterback. He's probably the best athlete, and he's done a serviceable job. And who knows what what Ken Lashbell has for the playoffs? Uh, he, you know, he could have made. They still got the number one seed, so they, they were able to hold serve. And they have uh, they have the athletes there. They, they, I know they're going to have a plan. So that should be interesting to see what they have. You know, I know we're still going to we still have Division six, Division seven, and Division eight to talk about. And we've touched on Division three and four, but is isn't Division five? Isn't this the it's anybody's ball game? Talk about, you know, yes. Oakmont and Nipmuc, two, two teams that, again, Oakmont, you know, has a long storied history, but they're back in the back in the playoffs. Um, you know, Nipmuc, again, a team that uh, team that seems to always put up seven or eight wins every year. Exactly. And then you said it. This is one of those wide open divisions. It's not like you look, you look at like, this is the, this is their lead to win. I think they're you know, Oakmont. They start off one and three. They've won four straight since um, they don't they don't submit stats. But I know they, they of course, with all stars coming up. They happen to find my email this week, and Justin Jamison. He's uh, he's been fantastic. Uh, you know, seventeen almost seventeen hundred rushing yards, eighteen touchdowns to lead the way. Uh, he's he's gonna be a force to stop. I mean, that's what Nipmuc's tasked with. Uh, they have one of the best passing duos in, in Central Mass with Judah Dishington and Nate Gould. Uh, they hooked up for seven touchdowns together. Uh, Dishington has uh, almost seven hundred yards passing for Nipmuc. Richie I mean, Groney's five hundred yard rushing. I mean, talk about. I mean, you've got Oakmont and Ashford. Him and Nipmuc and, yeah. and Menden, and they're they're a world apart. And how much does, like you said, Oakmont, you know, seemingly coming out of nowhere, where you know nobody really knows much about them. How much does like these teams couldn't be more, um, you know, opposites of each other as far as you know, uh, knowing you know outside of film what to expect. That that has got to play. Yeah, like, you're looking at it's got like, a lot of intrigue there. One's a mid-watch team, one's yeah. a dual valley team, so there's not a lot of common opponents there. Uh, they, you know, so it's like you know, you're looking to trade tape, you're looking to try to find, you know, calling other coaches on other teams, seeing hey, this you guys the, played them. This what is what not, you expect? yeah, this is not in a show about Marlboro. No, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I think I think with Oakmont, I, you know, the, you. you you stop Jamison, you stop the Spartans. I, that's no, that's no easy task. The guy has sixteen hundred and you know, forty three rushing yards. So I think a lot of teams go into that, you know, go into that game on Friday night saying, okay, we're going to stop this guy. But easier said than done. Uh, I know the game's still TBA, and I've heard that Nipmuc's looking for some lights, and maybe they can play that on Friday night to get some temporary lights like they had in St. Bernard's the other day. Uh, if not, that game will be Saturday. So it'll be interesting to see uh, see what happens. Like these guys aren't familiar with each other, so they got to study up quick. You got four days. Three more divisions still to touch on, Jim, but Division Six, um, starting with uh, number one Maynard. It seems like we're we're here every year calling them number one Maynard, uh, taking on uh, Blackstone Millville. Exactly, I think I think Maynard under Harold Ogilvie and his staff, they've been consistently one of the best teams in whatever division they're slotted in. Uh, you know, they just they have about eighteen, nineteen kids, and I think uh, you know that you're finding eleven to put on the field is a task every week. But they find the players. Uh, Tommy Smith, he is uh, he's fantastic. He's got you know seven hundred twenty five yards, ten touchdowns, uh, and he's the, you know he's he's found Tim Lawton for four hundred seven yards. 
yards and, and through the air. I mean, we're going to touch on West Boylston here in a second, but uh, you want one of only two undefeated teams in Central Mass, right? Exactly. I mean, for I mean, a reason. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you look at I think again we talked about Doherty earlier, but uh, Maynard's one of those teams that look at like who have they played, uh, but you still have to punch that clock and get those wins every week. They had a great win over Littleton a couple weeks ago. That's going to carry them a long time. That was one of those prove it games, and they did. Um, like I said, they, they, they have. Robbie Seifring has you know a thousand yards. He's good for 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 Blackstone Millville. They had, they beat North last week to qualify, so he's going to be focused on by that Maynard defense quite a lot. But and, and meanwhile, we look in conversely. Blackstone Millville is going to look at who do you stop on Maynard? They got Tommy Smith, they got Johnny Savorza, Peter Jordan. They've combined for over two thousand yards rushing, so I think that's going to be a tough task for for Blackstone Millville. And that Maynard needs. They know they're looking at you trying to get Millbury and Littleton in that final. And you just mentioned them, number three Millbury. Uh, you know, making the long trek north to play number two Littleton. Yeah, get, get a room uh, up in Littleton. <laughs> yeah, never a uh, never an easy place to play. No, and I think uh, Millbury is one of those. Like we talked about Burnquart earlier, Millbury has done uh, you know a great job to get that program back on track. They have Xavier Robles, you know, probably one of the top running backs in Central Mass. Uh, they had a win over Blackstone Valley early in the season in overtime. They really sort of set to, to set the tone for their season. Uh, their only losses this year to Asabit and Lester. And they lost to Aspen 24-22. They lost to Wolverines 28-27. So even though they're a tough out on these guys, and I think uh, they know they've been tested. They, you know, Those two games are against top teams in their respective divisions. Uh, and so to have those lot and just basically play in those games are, are fantastic because it's been a long time since the Wolves have played in a meaningful game. Uh, Anthony Greenwich, is, is a, he can do it all. I think he's uh, one of the better. We talked about earlier about the, the best underrated quarterbacks. He might be on, the, on that list. Uh, Matthew LaRue has over 400 yards receiving, so, you know, so he's a good target for him. But Littleton, you, you mentioned Maynard being one of those teams you're talking about every year. Uh, Littleton has been like the benchmark. You know, the road goes through Littleton. Whenever, whatever division they're in, they're like the, you know, you got to beat these guys to sort of, you know, they're like the final boss level, you know, on, on these uh, these playoff teams. Uh, they just, they reloaded again this year. They're, they're lost. They lost to West Boylston to start the year by three touchdowns, and they lost to Maynard by, by two points two weeks ago. So their losses like Milbury are nothing to sneeze at. Uh, Braden Lynn, you know, he's been, you know, almost you know, over 11, 1,100 yards in the air, six touchdowns. Austin Lynn, his brother, is, uh, is his top target. Uh, Evan Lyons and Will Scott also be good guys to, to find through the air. Mitch Bowden has, you know, over 700 yards rushing and seven touchdowns. So these guys are, you know, Milbury's going to have a handful because it's not like one per, like we talked about Oakmont a couple minutes ago. They don't have that one guy to focus on to sort of, you know, to stop. Littleton has a lot of weapons. Yeah, and moving on to uh, Division Seven, you know, I, I, this is one of my just looking at it on paper. One of my uh, one of my favorite divisions: Leicester, West Boylston, in one side, and then you've got the uh, the Volk matchup with Valley Tech and Assabet on the other side. Yeah, this this division I mentioned it on Twitter, but you could have done you know Division Seven playoffs with the top four teams, and then Division Seven A playoffs with the next four teams because they're both they all had winning records. It was it's a tough with like the next four teams out are are worthy playoff guys. So to come out of the you know, to come out of the smoke and be in the Division Seven playoffs means a lot for these. Teams. Yeah, I mean talk about you know you've got uh, Valley Tech uh, going to Marlboro to face uh, number two Assabet in which I guess we can call it the uh, Central Mass Vogue uh, Super Bowl. Yeah, um, two belt bowl. Yeah, I mean two uh, two seven and 
and one teams. Uh, break that one down for it's, us. It's it's again these both these games are big rematches. I think uh, Valley Tech has has been the the gatekeeper for the Colonial League for the last couple of years, and they're they're number three seed, but they they beat Asimut twenty four to ten early this year. Uh, Scott Mackey had three touchdowns, so they're going to be confident going to this game. But again, these teams have matched up well. I think uh, you know the Valley Tech and Asimut wars have been uh, the Colonial League have been well documented over the last couple of years. Uh, they lost to Millbury earlier in the season, uh, but then since then, that sort of woke them up. I mean, the best thing that happened to Valley Tech because, like I said, they, they've historically been one of the top teams around, and they know that even if they graduate 13 players, they're going to find 13 more guys from the JV team and other areas to sort of fill in those holes. So they know they're going to be good every year. But to have that overtime loss to Millbury, who's since been revealed to be a very good team, was probably good for these guys. They know they can't take it for granted. Uh, since then, they've won seven straight, and they've outscored their opponents 275 to 40. So they, the, the, the Beavers are woke, and they've... Uh, They've uh, got J.D. Antaya and Aiden Fitzgerald, two guys to lead that offense. They're not going to be surprised with what Asimut brings. Uh, Asimut's got Deshaun Bass and D.J. Doucette to, to sort of carry that that offense. and uh, It should be a good thing to see what Asimut learned from that first loss. Can they do things right? Did they show them their whole playbook? And and you know who knows what happens in the playoffs? But that should be a good rematch. And then on the other side, you've got you know West Boylston and Lester. Just another rematch. They had a great, a great, great game great the last game. time they played. Um, you know, and and Lester. This this might as well be week two of the playoffs for them. Yeah, they were sort of left for dead earlier because they had those, like I said, those losses. Uh, you know, just you know what they lost to West Boylston, thirty to twenty six, and they lost to Valley Tech. They you know they lost they lost a couple games they want to have back, and you know it seems every time they had a big test, they didn't they they just couldn't get that over that hump. Uh, but they just hung in there. They get, they picked up the points where they could, and they, they beat Oxford in there. It was almost like a mini Super Bowl last week. That was a huge win for them, beating an undefeated team with one of the best running backs around. Uh, that said a lot to Leicester, sort of just show that commitment, show that heart. They didn't fold even when things looked bad. Uh, and they, you know, their consolation prize for that is, a, is, a, is meeting up West Boylston again. They get a rematch. And these guys, I, I was actually at that game while someone was texting me about why the Holy Cross story wasn't posted online. So he, uh, <laughs> he, um, it's, it was a great game to watch. Corey Shea sort of sealed it at the end, 70-yard touchdown run. Uh, Lester couldn't, convert, couldn't answer. And then you know, West Boylston, Mike Ross, and that double-wing offense just sort of just chewed that clock the last like four or five minutes and, and sort of sealed that win. Uh, West Boylston, we talked about their offense with, David, with Corey Shea and David Rizzo. Pseudo, you know, two top running backs around. They're just going to grind out that yardage. But that defense, they've only allowed one touchdown in the last, one score in the last 12 quarters. So these guys are tested and ready to go. Uh, Lester has probably one of the, you know, the, the top playmakers around in Jack O'Neill. I think he's, you know, I saw him, he's a breathtaking wide receiver, makes some insane catches. Uh, Dead Merrow has been one of the top quarterbacks around the last couple of years. He's over 1,000 yards, 13 touchdowns. Uh, no secrets in this game. They, these guys know each other well. It's not like they're looking for you know secrets on tape they 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 what they do is what they do, and they're going to be ready for it. It'd be a great rematch. In Division Eight, um, I ask uh, who invited St. Bernard's to the Wachusett League uh, Championship uh, playoffs here, <laughs> because you know you've got uh, you've got Murdoch, um, Lunenburg, Gansett, and then St. Bernard's. Just um, it's an all North County Division Eight. Yeah, playoffs. it is. It's like it's like the, the Mike Richard Bowl. It's just all, <laughs> it's uh, you know Jay Garrett and Mike Richard, the North County guys, going to be just in, in their heaven. They're going to travel five minutes for every one of these games. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, interesting. Lunenburg, you know, they haven't won playoffs since 2007. Murdoch's never won a playoff game, so 
I don't think the Blue Doc, Blue Devils rather are going to be uh, happy to be here. They got Jack Bolkari, who's a dangerous quarterback. Uh, Lunenburg, they beat him in the regular season, twenty-one-six. Uh, Anthony Iannacci, the uh, a big burly running back, rushed for two touchdowns, sort of lead the charge there. Uh, Christopher Cottage, Cottage, one of the better quarterbacks around. Uh, you know, so I, I think it'll be interesting to see what Murdoch learned from this. Uh, yeah, I think Lunenburg's going confident knowing they handled Murdoch the first time around, but rematches are always a different story. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah, I mean, isn't it funny in these playoffs? You've got uh, Murdoch against Lunenburg, Gantz against St. Bernard's, and um, you know these teams um, say you've got a, a Murdoch Gantz. You know, say they were to pull a couple of upsets in advance, they could play two weeks in a row, Jim. Right? They yeah. could play in the Central Mass Final, and then they could play on Thanksgiving. Play play on the Thanksgiving. Fun- you know. you know, aren't these playoffs awesome? So, Gansett, uh, Gansett, St. Bernard's, Jim, break that one down. St. Bernard's handled them uh, 58-26, but if you look closer, it wasn't as much of a, a molly whopping as it looked to be because I think St. Bernard scored late in the first half. They did like the Patriots special with the score late in the first half and then score early in the second half, and then the game sort of gets away from, from there against it. Uh, Matthew Corbell, the running back, didn't play in that game, so uh, it'll be interesting to see what the happens in the rematch. He's healthy, ready to go. Um, you know, Damian Como, he's passed for over a thousand yards this year for Narragansett, Miles Jocks and Ryan Welch, two top targets. But again, we talk about you know Valley Tech and those team Maynard being the gatekeepers, and I think St. Bernard's historically has been one of the top teams around their division. They're gonna be tough out. Uh, Walter Morales and you know, typical St. Bernard's they don't have one guy you're relying on. Uh, they have a lot of weapons to stop. He's rushed for two hundred yards in that game against Narragansett. He's one of their top running backs. Um, you know, with Xavier Marty, he's one of the you know, who do you stop kind of thing, you know, watch for the numbers, who gets a handoff. Uh, Dominic Cuevas is a good quarterback. Dezine Figueroa is one of the top wide receivers. Uh, they're going to be tough for, t- for any team to stop. They might, they might be my favorite team in Division Eight. So that's um, that is uh, six divisions, Oof. twelve teams, twenty four minutes. But I'm not going to let you off the hook yet, Jim. Um, non um, non playoff games. Um, there's one game on this schedule uh, that I'm looking at. Saying, I can guess which one. It is. <laughs> you know, you know, um, you know. Somebody put this together. You've got to think there was a reason behind it. Jeff, Jeff Cormier has been <laughs> has been wishing for this game for like five or six years now. He you're thinking there might have been. A phone call or you a text he message like, or an email. Do he probably called in a lot of favorites for this. <laughs> he, I know he's going to get there. I, I, I should be in a practice today just to watch how fired up these guys are for that Auburn. If there was game. a game of the week and, there, and it wasn't a playoff game, yeah, this is this is the old Thanksgiving rivalry, which is a rip from Auburn's hands a couple of years ago. Oxford moved on, uh, you know, left Auburn, sort of traveling. You know, they really played. I think they've had two or three Thanksgiving opponents since then. A little bit, a little bit of bitterness in the, in the Rocket so, Land. So they could have. Matched Auburn up with any team. Anything. They got a list of twenty. They got teams with buys. But yeah, they, they try. They try to. They try to do it. So like, I think Division three and Division four teams running one poll. You know, they sort of try to try to match it up. Uh, they want to try to reduce travel, travel and things like that. They don't want to have you know team traveling you know eighty miles for a game. But Auburn Bay but Path would have been a great game. They yeah, they, 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 they could have found. Yeah. They could have found these uh, other matchups. But Auburn Oxford just be a. It'll be a great game to watch. And like I said, the key to these games, like I said, we just talked about a bunch of the playoff games that matter and they, you know, there's something to play for. These are all pride games. 
And, you know, the, the friends and family bowl, some of these coaches call it, because it's like you're trying to you're trying to get drum up interest and get your kids motivated for Thanksgiving and when you have these games that are right. randomly thrown apart the last couple weeks. A lot of these games make sense for a lot of reasons. Obviously, Air Shirley, Tingsboro, yep. you know, very close to, you know, Prouty, Bartlett, Bartlett, Bartlett um, you know, Hudson South, Lemonster, Westboro. I mean, there's a lot of these games make sense. Yeah, exactly. You're trying to find games that match up and you're trying to find competitive things for them. I mean, a lot of times, you know, uh, these teams are sort of the, the, the lesser programs and meet with the lesser programs, trying to build them up, get some wins. And a lot of these games make sense, including, I hate to say it, but giving Gardner a bye. Yeah, <laughs> Gardner, a, Gardner a bye. They, you know, they need the help. They need they, a, you know, they need a Coaching break. change mid-season. They need, you know, players are you know, losing players, injuries and everything. So I think that it's nice to have them, you know, get the bye and sort of re- reset for a week and come back next week where they hopefully with a manageable game, maybe like a South or, you know, a team like that that's sort of go a Quaybog. It's, you know, looking for, it's not, not so much of a monster because Gardner plays a, de- a, a pretty difficult schedule for what their program is. So it's nice to see them get, get back in their feet soon. And Jim, break it down for us. So it's Tuesday, um, playoff, playoff schedules out. Um, you're going to, you know, you're going to start, you know, kind of talking to your people and making yep. your predictions. And those will be in, uh, those will be out probably like late week or so. Well, they made, we're probably about Thursday night. We'll put them online. I, you know, we got the, uh, the podcast out. We got the, the frenzy video coming out. So previews well, of every previews, game. We'll have division seven and eight previews and, t- you know, coming up tonight online, tomorrow's paper. Uh, you know, we'll do, we'll do the, you know, Chris Kine will have his, have his, uh, division five, five and six previews the next day. And Tom Flannan comes up with two, three and four. So we're going to preview all the playoff games this week and show it should be, uh, plenty of stuff to keep you interested as these games go get, you know, get bigger and bigger. You know, once we figure out where Nipmuc's playing, it's going to be a very busy fr- yeah, they're, Friday they're night for, for you and the staff and they football fans. On, and they see them all on, on Sunday morning. Now it's uh, this morning. They, the ADs get their games. And they try to figure, okay, we're like, I know, uh, Shepherd Hill, North Middlesex is playing Saturday. And we know that Shepherd Hill could have played on Friday. A lot of teams might look at that and say, well, you know, we, we're trying to maximize our gate. Let's play on Saturday. All these playoff games are Friday. Sure. Let's play a Saturday game. So it should be, we'll have that stuff hopefully nailed down by today. So check hometeam.com to figure out uh, what's going on. That's Jim Wilson, sports editor of the Telegram Gazette, breaking down all of the Central Mass football semifinals. Jim will be, uh, will be right back here probably a week from today talking about Central Mass championships. Looking forward to it.